everybody says this is the year of video. I think we've said that every year and hey, I've been saying it as well. But what exactly should your business do to best leverage video? That is going to be the topic of this next episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach Podcast. Digital, social media, content influencer, marketing, blogging, podcasting, vlogging, TikToking, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SEO, SEM, PPC, email marketing. Whew. There's a lot to cover. Whether you're a marketing professional, entrepreneur, or business owner, you need someone you can rely on for expert advice. Good thing you've got Neil on your side. Because Neil Schaefer is your Your digital digital marketing marketing coach. coach. Helping you grow your business with digital-first marketing, one episode at a time. This is your digital marketing coach, and this is Neil Schaefer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 249 of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. My name is Neil Schaefer obviously, your digital marketing coach. You already knew that. Video, 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 video. You got to do video. Well, what if you don't have the resources to do video? What if you don't even know where to start? What if you're doing it and you don't see the results of what you think you should be getting? So today I invited a very, very special guest and we have a really, really great and, and honestly fun conversation about the different ways that you can use video. Obviously, not just understanding the power that video has that you should understand, but we're gonna talk a little bit about that to serve as a reminder, but how to create the perfect video and how to best use your videos on social media. So my guest today is Scott Miller. Scott is the CEO of the content marketing agency, Center Post Media. But Scott is a really, really interesting guy who has experience in traditional radio and television before well, what, the way we talk about video today. So he really brings this uh, mature look at radio and video and content and digital media and really gives us some awesome advice on what we can be doing with our videos. I always like to balance my podcast episodes with my advice as well as the advice that I get and that you're all gonna get from being a fly on the wall or in this case, a podcast listener, from conversations that I have with various experts that are out there in the world. And there are a lot of them. I can't invite them all on the show. I try to be selective as to who I bring on, but I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here is my interview with Scott Miller, CEO and founder of Center Post Media. You're listening to your digital marketing coach. This is Neil Schaefer. Scott Miller, welcome to the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. Neil, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's an honor to, to have you on the podcast. You know, as the, the CEO of CenterPost Media, I know that you work with a lot of clients uh, across everything digital marketing. Um, but before you you founded your your agency, uh, let's first you know uh, go a little bit back in history of uh, of Scott Miller and how did you get into doing what you do today. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, media has always been a passion of mine, and it started off actually with radio. Um, I used to be uh, on-air DJ uh, doing oh, wow. country music. Yeah, got into uh, news and sports, did play-by-play for a while, 
and did a lot of on-air stuff. And, and my career started into the programming side. I had the pleasure, I got hired to um, launch a national uh, talk channel. It was a Christian uh, talk channel for Sirius. This is before Sirius and XM merged. And that got me into programming. And you know how, how your path kind of goes down. I um, led me to, to programming a national TV network. So really, my background is more in traditional linear broadcasting. And if you look at our agency, it, that's even our history. We own a couple of TV networks and a radio network. Where the agency came into play is just seeing the shift in media and how we can better help our clients go beyond just creating a television commercial spot. And that's really where the content agency came into play. Makes a lot of sense. And I'd say being, uh, I don't know what Jenny, you, you look younger than me, but I'm a Gen Xer and understanding the traditional media in that space, I think it also gives you sort of a unique advantage of understanding that when you deliver content, regardless of what format, if you go back to the radio station analogy or the TV station, you had people plugged in, you know, listening, watching, for 30 minutes, an hour, and that's really hard to do today. And I think a lot of people take, you know, uh, for granted just that your content really needs to be of that sort of caliber of the old radio station or the TV station. What do you think about that? No, I agree. And and to answer your question, I'm Gen X as well, but I'm on the bubble, right? So I'm. Okay. I think some people call me the zillennial because I grew up. Everything growing up was analog, right? I had the record player, even the eight track, and then as I got into my professional world, everything was digital. So I kind of speak both languages. But I, there, listen, there's more content available today than in the history of mankind. There's more options. I think. Neil, I spend more time at my house trying to search what I'm going to watch than actually yeah. watching something. <laughs> so true. And you know, that's a great point. I always think the Gen Xers have this unique role of being able to bridge the analog and the digital, like you said. And I, I sort of feel like I play the same role. That's awesome. We're we're sort of sort of coming from the uh, uh, you know the same uh, same mindset. So. In your role, Center Post Media, you work with a lot of clients, and today, this is something you really wanted to talk a lot about, and I think that our listeners need to understand as well, is this power of video. We've heard, like, for the last decade, like, hey, the next year is going to be the year for video. And even though we hear it and we understand it, we just don't do it, or maybe we don't do it right. And I still see, and I think you'd agree, tremendous opportunities, even on things like YouTube. I still think there's tremendous opportunities for business out there. So let's take a step back. And of all the different, you know, you started with, with you know, radio, TV, and obviously you do a lot more types of content now. Why do you see the need to focus on video today? I think it goes back to one of the trends we're seeing in marketing is being authentic, being authentic. And so more and more consumers, they want to know what does the CEO stand for? How are they treating their employees? I mean, we've seen recent backlash. Just look at the headlines when, when a company does it the wrong way, right? That gets headlines, negative headlines. Video allows you to convey who you are and tell your story. And I think that's the reason why it's so powerful. When you look at what the consumer's wanting, I think video really helps deliver that message. Yeah, and I, I, I so agree. And I think that the emergence and popularity of of a social network like TikTok and a content format like, you know, Reels slash TikTok slash YouTube shorts, it's it's raw, it's authentic, right? You can't, I mean, yes, you can edit it and stuff, but it's still that person, uh, that authenticity. And I think that's what really draws people into it, huh? It is. And when you talk about the next generation, 
that's coming up. I mean, look, my teenage daughter is going to college. What does she look for? What does this new generation look for? And they want to connect with a brand in a very personal way that you and I growing up didn't think about, right? Yeah. We didn't know who the CEO of Coca-Cola is, nor did we care. Yeah. But that's becoming more and more of, a, of an issue or a concern or what this new generation wants to see. Yeah, and I think that the democratization of sort of media influence, we could also say sort of the democratization of the brand. I, I have a, a, a teenage daughter myself. She's a junior in high school. And she'll do business with brands that, you know, she she sees on TikTok, sees an influencer talk about them, checks them out. You know, I look at, hey, are they really that big of a, of a shop? And to her, it doesn't matter if they stand for the right thing and she sees great word of mouth about it, she'll go with it. And and that's how, you know, with video, and I'm sure you'd agree, uh, even smaller brands can really uh, compete with the bigger ones. It's a really levels of playing field if you know how to use social media. You don't have to be a Fortune 500 company to be able to get traction. You just have to know how to create content and push it out. So let's move on to sort of the next question. So, and anybody who's listened to uh, any of my previous podcasts, I, you know, I will let them know sort of the future, just looking at social media, the future of social media really is short form video, but obviously you have long form video in, in YouTube, you have webinars and live streams, all sorts of different types of, uh, of video we can do. And, you know, there's many, many different types, but if you were to give advice on, okay, you know, we need to do more video. What is, what is your advice on how you would create the perfect video for whatever type of video or for whatever objective you have for that video? Are there, you know, being the CEO of an agency, I'm sure you have certain guidelines and, and certain steps you walk your clients through. What does that look like? Well, I think for me, it always starts with what are you trying to accomplish? I think that's, that's step one. So Neil, if I'm meeting with you and, and you're one of my clients, first thing I want to understand is, what is it you're trying to move? What needles, what levers you're trying to move? When we talk about creating video, you do have to have video on every single platform. That's the first thing. I think there's this pressure of, oh, I have to have TikTok. If TikTok doesn't fit your brand, look, we, we have a content agency. We don't have a TikTok account. It doesn't make sense, right? We, yeah. We're reaching the B2B, so we spend a lot more time on LinkedIn than we do on these other platforms. So I think that's key. And then when you get into the video, uh, I want to know what we can create that's, again, authentic. And I'll tell you, our secret sauce is we actually do what you're doing. We have interviews where we have people come on, interview our clients in a way to draw out their expertise. And it's so much more authentic because for me to come on, like if I came on your show and just said, let me tell you how great Centerpost Media is, that's not authentic, right? That's going to come across. Well, of course you think it's great. You're, you're not objective. But because you're interviewing me, you're drawing out questions that shows what I know. And those are the kinds of videos I think have the most power as far as what you push out on social media. Yeah, you know, and, and I know this may be geared more towards B2Bs, although it, it's relevant for B2Cs as well, so that people know what your brand stands for. Absolutely. But I always thought my, my background for social media is B2B sales. And whenever I brought the CEO out to meet our clients, he had so many stories to tell of how the company was founded, the, you know, the first customers, the unique technology. And I always thought that every company out there has so much IP that never gets told, right? Maybe gets told right. offline, but how do you transfer that into, into digital and, and doing a lot of what you just said there? So here's the question for you. Obviously, I think now with, with Zoom, and obviously we're conducting this over Zoom as well, for those that are curious, we're seeing repurposed videos from Zoom 
webinars, from Zoom interviews. So it gets down to the question of quality, right? We see if we're interviewing in person, uh, more and more people just using their iPhone. Now, I know that you, we, we were talking beforehand, so I know that you also have access and, and have your own professional video studio. So it sort of raises the question about sort of authenticity versus having something professionally recorded. I have stuff professionally recorded as well in a studio here locally. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Jason Duncan and, and Miller Farm Studio. But to me, it comes down to what you talk about rather than, you know, you want to have a clean looking video. You want to have the right lighting, the right audio. And I think that's the professional part. But I'm just curious, how do you balance the professional with the authenticity? No, I think I think you're dead on with that. Uh, the consumer is used to looking at videos on cell phones now. As long as your lighting is good and your audio is good and your story is right, that's what it matters. If your audio is bad, I can't hear you. I'm not, I'm not going to watch that video. If the lighting's bad, I can't see you. I'm not going to watch that video. But, but think about where the consumer's watching most of this content. It's been a shift, right? Yeah. My kids, you know, we talk about our kids. They're not watching that big screen TV I have in the living room unless it's, hey, it's family movie night and I'm sort of forcing it. They're sitting there with the big screen turned off and they're on their mobile device. This is where people are watching content. So I think with technology, look, I'm a big Apple guy, iPhone, HD quality camera. I think you can produce content from your mobile device or webcam, but you're right. The content itself is more important to me than how we shoot that video. And I think what some people forget is when you are in a you know, when you're in a studio environment that the lighting's controlled, the audio's controlled, but you also have the ability of like teleprompter. So yep. if you have a script, you can really make sure you stick to it and make sure that what you want to talk about gets, get, you know, gets across. Whereas just shooting it outside an iPhone, you may not have the luxury of being able to do that. Look, if you have the budget to shoot something professionally, I'm always going to say, go that route. But if you're, if you're at a place where you just don't let that be a stumbling block from stopping you from getting into content marketing. Any other advice on, so, you know, whether it's a studio or we're using our iPhone or we're doing an interview like this, we talked about the lighting, uh, the audio, sort of the teleprompt. When we get into sort of the, the editing phase, is there anything, you know, any tips or tricks you'd recommend as to how to now prepare that video uh, to publish after we record it? We said earlier, a uh, short video is key. We call it full content. Uh, the, the longest your, your video needs to be, if you're talking about a social media platform, two minutes. And really, it's a little bit less than two minutes. You have to think where the consumer is. They're scrolling through their Facebook page. Your video pops up. Make sure you have closed captioning. Most people are not listening to social media. Listen, they're at work, right? They're scrolling through. They see the video. They're going to read the closed captioning. Those are things to kind of consider. I think lower thirds, anytime you can give some sort of bullet points. Uh, to move things along. And again, it doesn't have to be huge. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated, Neil. It just has to be something that that if I'm watching your video, am I getting your message? Is that coming clear? Are you communicating that? And certainly the video does it, but I think having the closed captioning and having the text helps with that as well. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of uh, Facebook Reels Actually, I figure if I can if I can do Facebook reels and get my get my engagement up my business page, then it shows that that this works, and it's limited to thirty seconds. And I tell you, if you haven't done short form video, it's like it's like that, right? But it really forces you to think differently, and I think that's what's necessary going forward, right? Doing these short, it's just a different way of communication, 
and hopefully everyone understands that. But now that hopefully everybody gets over the stumbling block of the video and they're ready to do it, well, what are they going to talk about? What are they going to shoot a video about? You know, you mentioned it comes down to your objectives and you mentioned sort of the interview scenario. What are some other suggestions that you give your clients to help them come up with ideas for their video? 80% of the content needs to be free advice. Hmm. You do not, this is not a commercial, right? You're not creating a 30 second or two minute commercial. People don't want to follow you on social media. And if all you're doing is promotion, promotion, promotion. So 80% of it. So think to yourself, what are some things I can offer for free? And that scares business owners, right? Like, you know, if, and if you're a marketing agency, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your clients don't want to give things away for free. But, but here's the key. If you give me something for free and I try it and it works and I want a deeper level, who am I going to go to? This is really about, you know, you can call it expert marketing. It's about you are already expert in your field. All video is doing is highlighting where you're an expert. So like for me on my CEO accounts, I'm, I'm actually giving tips on how to create a video. I'm giving that away. Listen, could I be losing business? I mean, there's always that risk, right? But I'm establishing myself as, man, I'm the expert. I'm going to help you. So then when they want to do a bigger project, they're reaching out to me to help. Yeah. You know, I, I remember a conversation I had with a, uh, well, a millennial back at the time, but it was like a Gen Z age millennial. And he's like, you know, in your generation, you thought that information was power. Today, it, we can get any information we want at, at our fingertips. So uh, hopefully people are are not just like, you know, saying I can't give away information because if you're not going to do it, your competitors will, and they're going to build that relationship with, with, with the public, like you're talking about. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that as well. So we've hopefully come up with ideas to showcase our company, our thoughts, how we help our customers, maybe unique things about our products, what people say about our products. How then would you recommend we use these videos? So now we're, we're creating lots of videos how do you recommend that we best use them on social media? No, it's an excellent question. You need to have a planned out calendar. I think the problem with social media is it's still new. You think about the you mentioned the traditional, the linear, the television, but those are legacy marketing outlets. Social media in our lifetime, Neil, when we were kids, there was no social media. In a way, I'm very thankful for that, just as a side note. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But it's there and it's still new, but you have to treat it like you would any other marketing campaign. So don't wake up on a Monday with an idea, create a video and just push it out. I want to challenge you to actually sit down, come up with a calendar. What am I going to focus on in January, February and March? And then start to plan out those videos, and then you can support it graphically with things you're doing on your website. So if you have a big push that you're talking about, let's say, as an example, it's March, and you're going to do a big webinar to talk about how to increase sales. Maybe that's your business. So then your videos in March are going to give you some practical tips, pushing people to that webinar. I want to go to your website. I want to see that video. I want to see graphics that support it and have everything planned out. Don't just be... Uh, a fly on the wheel. And Neil, one other thing I would add to that, big passion of mine is stop worrying about following the social media trends. That does not bring you additional business. Telling people what you think about the color of a dress or putting a little Bernie Sanders somewhere in, in your in your office, that's not going to bring you more sales. Or doing so a weird folks, dance. <laughs> yeah, doing the weird, definitely, please. We don't need to see that, right? <laughs> 
just focus on what is going to actually bring you more business and then plan it out. Have a, have a calendar in advance. Yeah, it, it's so true. In fact, um, I'm a big fan of Pat Flynn and his podcast and, and he doesn't talk about it, but whenever he's about to launch a new course, like on podcasting, his previous several weeks of episodes will be about podcasting. So, you know, wh- what you recommend is something that definitely the experts are doing and it's something that everybody should, you know, really think about what are the things they want to push. If you don't have something to push, maybe what are the trends at that time of year? I work with consumer brands, like a hair color brand. So there's certain times of the year where people want to get dressed up. They want to, you know, get their hair colored for, for uh, go outdoor and see friends or, or, or what have you. So there are ways of either, you know, seasonal holiday trends or trends with your products or just industry trends. If there's a big conference coming up where every company is announcing new things, obviously that's where you'd want to prepare that. So I think that's great advice of, of sticking to the editorial calendar. So when you meet with new clients, obviously their objectives are, are all over the place. Every company's different. I'm assuming that video is something that you would always recommend as part of the strategy. How do you balance now the video with the other types of content? So we have social media video content, then we have sort of like SEO video content for YouTube. And then we have like blog content. How do you sort of balance all that together since we're talking about an editorial calendar? No, I mean, we do it all. Um, video is a big portion of it. And certainly we talk about SEO and, and those other other things. I'll say video is actually going to help your SEO. You know, Google bought YouTube. So is it any surprise that their algorithm really kind of focuses on video? So, you know, video is part of that. But I think I think it has to be all encompassed. I think that's a very good point, Neil. It's not, you can't go into it. Our only strategy is video. You still need to talk about blogs. You need to talk about, and one other thing I was, you know, I mentioned about trend. I kind of made a joke about it, but if a trend pops up that is in your, in your lane, then absolutely you want to leave margin, you know, using the dress example. If you, if you own a dress shop and all of a sudden the world's talking about what color a dress is, you absolutely should jump in on that conversation. But, but yeah, so as far as the planning going to answer your question, I think you've got to have a balance, a full slate, not just video for sure. Yeah. And uh, it just, uh, Pantone just announced their color of the year. So if you, if you're a dress manufacturer, you may want to jump in on that trend and introduce those dresses, you know, representing the colors of the year. So absolutely. So Scott, this has been really great sort of down to earth advice that I think is, is really actionable and helpful to everyone. Is, is there anything else about, you know, video or just the way that your agency sees that the struggles that, you know, your clients may have and how you help them. Anything else you'd like to, you know, add in terms of additional advice for our listeners? Well, the practical advice, if you're new to video, and I know some of your listeners uh, may have not even ventured into video, there's some practical things to consider. um, Things you wouldn't think about. Wear solid colors. Don't wear something that's a busy pattern. Don't wear anything that's distracting. Consider what's behind you. Don't, you know, don't be in your bedroom and create a video for your business, right? You want to frame the shot. You got to think of yourself as a video production company. And that's what's so crazy, Neil. Every business today is a video production company. We used to say every business is, is media. Now they're video production. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I mean, you have to think about all of these things. And I think Zoom has only really kind of made things on a fast track where we were already headed. Like, I think a lot of things we're seeing because of the pandemic, man, we were already trending that way. Yeah. The pandemic just sort of forced us there faster. Agree 100%. Scott, thank you so much for your time sharing your, you know, your experience and your wisdom with all of us. If our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to find uh, you in Centerpost Media? That's great. You can find me on uh, social media. I'm, I'm easy to find, whether it's uh, Facebook or uh, Twitter. 
um, or uh, Instagram. Just look for at Scott Miller CEO. Uh-huh. And you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Scott Miller Media. Real easy to find. And great personal branding advice, by the way. Even if you have a very common name like Scott Miller, <laughs> you can still get those usernames by, by you know, adding a CEO or something. That, that's really great. And then um, what is the URL for Centerpost Media? It's centpostmedia.com, C-E-N postmedia.com. C-E-N postmedia.com. Scott, thank you so much. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see how video plays out in the next uh, six to 12 months. Uh, maybe we'll have you back on the show again once, once we see how things evolve. That'd be great. Thanks so much, Neil. All right. Thank you, Scott. All right. I'll stop talking about video now that the interview is done, but I hope that gives you some practical, actionable roadmap items that you can start to put on a to-do list and go through no matter what stage you are in with your video marketing. Video to me has also become more and more important. I am more and more committed to publishing more videos on my YouTube channel. I am getting closer to that 1,000, the big 1,000 subscriber milestones. I'd really appreciate if you could check it out, youtube.com slash Neil Schaefer. I also have redone my website vis-a-vis the two main offerings that I have for businesses, Fractional CMO Consulting and my Digital First group mastermind community. In fact, if you go to both of these pages, you'll find them going to neilshafer.com. The first after home, the first menu item is fractional CMO. The next one's mastermind. I've completely redesigned them and they all start with a video at the top. These videos also uh, are on YouTube, but I do believe that there's just so many ways that we can be using video and video is such a huge search engine. The algorithms love them. It's just a no brainer, but I do think we also need to be strategic and Hey, check out what I'm doing. And hopefully that will inspire you to do more as well. So that's it for another episode of the, your digital marketing coach podcast. This is your digital marketing coach, Neil Schaefer signing off. You've been listening to your digital marketing coach questions, comments, requests, Links? Go to podcast.neilshafer.com. Get the show notes to this and 200 plus podcast episodes and neilshafer.com to tap into the 400 plus blog posts that Neil has published to support your business. While you're there, check out Neil's Digital First Group Coaching Membership Community if you or your business needs a little helping hand. See you next time on Your Digital Marketing Coach.